Hi, this is W. Bruce Cameron, author of A Dog's Purpose, and I am happy to report that I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 436 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, W. Bruce Cameron, which is going to be joining us, New York Times bestseller author, and he wrote Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Daughter, which was made into a TV show starring John Ritter. He also has written a novel uh, called A Dog's Purpose, and that's going to be becoming a movie this January the 27th. 2017 starring Dennis Quaid so get ready for that get the book get the movie go see the movie and everything and have a good time well Bruce will be coming up in a few minutes right here on on screen and beyond we've got a lot of things coming your way it's a busy season holiday season and we're going to be giving you a little joy here with all the movies that are going to be coming your way remakes and upcoming new movies and sequels and the whole works it's time now for remake madness right here on on screen and beyond Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, Disney and Marvel are retelling the Captain Marvel story with a female lead this time. We all knew about that, but it's going to be arriving on March of 2019. And Bradley Cooper will direct and star in a Warner Brother film. It's a remake of A Star is Born. We've talked about that, but uh, Bradley's going to be directing and starring in that. And Max Landis will write and direct the remake of American Werewolf in London. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Well, Crazy Will Ferrell is going to be starring in a currently unnamed movie. And uh, it's a comedy, of course, where he plays a middle-aged gamer who competes with younger competitors. And Universal has listed September 27th, 2019... For their movie version of Everest. And it's about a group of young misfits who find a Yeti and try to return him to his family. And Bradley Cooper, once again, he is attached to star in a new movie. It's a World War II drama called Atlantic Wall. And uh, it's about the last few days before D-Day and an American paratrooper gets stuck behind enemy lines. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to head down to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City 
Well, it looks like How to Train Your Dragon 3 has been pushed back, and uh, it looks like it's now going to be released on March 1st of 2019. That's almost a year later than what they had thought. And Warner Brothers, Godzilla 2, has a March 2019 release date. And one more, listen for Billy D. Williams to be the voice of Two-Face in the Lego Batman movie. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, well, on January 3rd, it looks like the Red Skelton Hour in color comes our way on DVD from Time Life. And on February 7th, Dynasty, the first season on DVD, will arrive with all the cat fights and greed of the 1980s mega show. And Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the complete series on DVD, flies into stores on February 7th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD, well, it looks like Two Lovers and a Bear arrives on DVD and Blu-ray on February 7th from 20th Century Fox. And uh, let's see, January 10th, The Birth of a Nation will be hitting stores on Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it as far as movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time on Thursday, December 15th. At 9 p.m. on CMT, Nashville returns for Season 5 after the shocking cliffhanger they left off with and also its cancellation, but now it's back on CMT. We'll find out what's happening on there. And Marvel's Luke Cage has been renewed for a second season on Netflix. And sadly, Van Williams, known for his 1960s role as the Green Hornet, has passed away. At the age of 82, of course, Van was a guest here at On Screen and Beyond in the past, and you can go back in our rerun section and hear him tell his story about his career. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays on December 9th. Donny Osmond turns 59 and Judy Dench turns 82. On December 10th, Susan Day of the Partridge family in Law and Order turns 64. December 11th, Rita Moreno turns 85 and Donna Mills turns 76. And it looks like Bob Barker, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, on December 12th turns 93. And on, let's see, December 13th, Jamie Foxx turns 48, and Dick Van Dyke turns 91. Wish you all a very happy birthday. As far as listeners' birthdays, let's see, we've had a few, we had one sent in. Uh, let's see, uh, Nina T. of Oakland, California turns 43 on December 10th. So if you, a friend, or a relative have a birthday coming up and want to share it with all the listeners all over the world right here on On Screen and Beyond. We'll all wish you a very happy birthday. Send it in to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll all be wishing you a very happy birthday. That's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays.
Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, W. Bruce Cameron, New York Times bestselling author, is going to be here to talk to us about his book, A Dog's Purpose, and it's being turned into a movie that's going to be coming your way on January 27th. That's right. Not very far away. It's going to be coming out. Stars Dennis Quaid, and it's going to be a good film, and it's a great book. Pick up the book and uh, enjoy it, and then go watch the movie with the whole family and have a good time. Get ready. W. Bruce Cameron, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is a New York Times bestselling novelist who has had several of his books made into TV shows and movies, including Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, which starred John Ritter, and the upcoming film starring Dennis Quaid on January 27, 2017, A Dog's Purpose. It's W. Bruce Cameron. Bruce, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, thank you for having me. Now, Bruce, you've, uh, you're a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, and it's been, a, it's been a real great year, too. The, uh, you know, we were on set, uh, my wife and I are screenwriters on the movie A Dog's Purpose, and so we were on set up in Winnipeg uh, watching the mosquitoes come in for a landing. <laughs> it, was really, it was really intimidating. They have big mosquitoes up there. Uh, and so we did that, and we've we've had other things going on, uh, and then of course I'm still I'm still writing books, so yeah, I've got a lot going on, but it's fun. So you actually were the screenwriter for uh, the uh, A Dog's Purpose. Well, uh, w- Catherine and I were the first screenwriters. They did bring on other screenwriters, as is often the case in Hollywood. Okay, because I, it's very confusing to to the normal person sitting here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, how this all works. Because I do know that you know they bring in other people, and then it depends on what how much of the original script they keep if they call you the screenwriter and all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there is a there is definitely a credit process, but the good news about that because the credit the credit arbitration process in screenwriting can be as painful as a lawsuit. It's like a trial. But the, the good news about it is if the writers can all just get together and agree uh, on the credits, that the, they forego the arbitration. And that is exactly what uh, happened with A Dog's Purpose. We all got together and agreed that everybody had a hand in it. And why not share credit? It doesn't take anything away from me to have other people on the, on the card. So, uh, uh, that was how that went down. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you mentioned your wife, Catherine, and yes. I, I, I'm not. Her last name is not Cameron, correct? Her last name is Michon. M I C H O N. She's so been a guest Catherine on Michonne here, and I are. She's been a guest on your show. Yes, she's a, she's a pretty important person too. I remember because <laughs> I, I've seen some of your credits, and I saw that Catherine was uh, listed as uh, the. Uh, you know, the co-writer or she was a star in one of the movies, uh, uh, Muffin Top. And when she did yeah. Muffin Top, uh, she was on the show. And uh, I, I, I wasn't sure if it was your wife or, or you know, what the, if she was a writing partner or what it was. But uh, small world. <laughs> she is a wife and a writing partner. She's, 
she's uh, two two women in one. And it, uh, yeah, Muffin Cop, very proud of that. It's an independent movie that we made. Uh, I was co-screenwriter and a producer, uh, one of a couple of producers. Um, Catherine directed and starred in the movie. Uh, it's available right now on Netflix, and it's, you, you can usually find it if you search for Muffin Top. It's a really sweet, funny comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And uh, now, uh, A Dog's Purpose. Now, I mean, you've had a lot of accolades for your writing, you know, New York Times bestsellers and all that stuff. Uh, but how did it go from A Dog's Purpose being a bestseller to becoming a movie? Well, I like to say that to to an author having his uh, novel adapted into a screenplay is like assembling a Ferrari in the dark. <laughs> it is just it, it is it's completely the, the most of the process is com- is completely obscure to me. Um, we wrote the screenplay; they wanted it right away when we sold it to them. They they in fact, my wife and I actually on our honeymoon. Uh, we just we had just gotten married on our honeymoon. We spent some of the time writing, which is uh, you know not what you're supposed to be doing on a honeymoon. But uh, <laughs> and then we turned it in, and then it, and then nothing happened for years, or at least nothing seemed to be happening. We heard all the time that things were going great, but what they were doing, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but that it, it really th- this book this book was kind of like my little miracle book because it it really started. I have to tell you the origin of this story. Uh, we were driving up the coast of California at night, and uh, my wife, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, Catherine had lost her dog. She had uh, adopted a dog as an adult, so she'd never had one as a kid, didn't know how much grief you're going to feel on that sad day, and this dog died young and unexpectedly. And she told me uh, that she would never have another dog, and I that this was bad news for me because I have always had dogs. And I was also starting to feature this Catherine woman in my mind as somebody who might have a pretty long-term significance for me, but I didn't want it to be that we would never have a dog. So I, 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 a lot of times I try to make a, a point by telling a story. And I told her a story about a dog who reincarnates and remembers past lives and how it all comes together in the end. And when she uh, heard the story, she did feel better. Uh, and we do have a dog. So, uh, but that was the origins. And when this and when this book was published, it was published with so little marketing and fanfare. It was not expected to be a big deal. It jumped on in the New York Times bestseller list, and it has spent in total between hardcover and softcover. It has spent fifty-two weeks. Wow. I want to say so far. So far, 52 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. We'll see if we get back on uh, this Christmas season. Yeah. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we jump back on. Yeah. Now, does that – that just, I mean, that would just blow my mind if, you know, you write a little story, then all of a sudden it's 52 weeks it's on the bestseller list, and then they're going to make it into a movie, and it's, it's, it's just amazing. It has been a real ride, and it has been so much fun, and it did exceed all my plans and expectations for it. I did move out here. You alluded to uh, Eight Simple Rules, the TV show that was based on my book, and I did move out here, and here is Hollywood, to work on uh, uh, the TV show and uh, other things, other projects. So I have sort of a showbiz career, if you will. It's Mm -hmm. not very glamorous, Uh, but that's 
so I I knew that I was going to try to sell this story as a movie, uh, but I didn't know that we would uh, sell it the first day we took it out and that we'd be so excited about it. And then they would build a Ferrari in the darkness. And <laughs> one day I would be standing there on, in Winnipeg feeling the mosquitoes tapping against my, my face screen as I'm watching uh, the dogs perform the, the scene. That was, a, that was a great day. Hmm. Now, they always tell you, don't work with animals in a movie. <laughs> and yeah. Give us an idea of how involved the dog is and involved, you know, is involved in this film and this book. Well, well, I think one of the reasons they, they say never work with, with animals and children is because there are rules that you have to follow and because you, you can be upstaged. Mm-hmm. And I think for some actors, uh, it's a little uh, aggravating to think that they've put in their time and they've they've won an Oscar or something, and now there's a dog and everybody's looking at the dog instead of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, then I'll tell you that that these dogs were dream dogs. One of the things that I loved about the way that these these dog performers, these actors, behaved was that they were trained with love and affection and uh, toys instead of treats and if you go if you're if if you're a a student of the dog face you can tell when a dog is looking at a treat or Mm -hmm. when a a dog is thinking i can't if i do this thing i get my snack Uh, these dogs just knew that they were pleasing their trainer and that if they did a good job if they did what he the trainer wanted then they'd get to play and uh it, it was it was so much more wonderful because you don't have the these dogs staring off camera trying to figure out where the, the liver snap is you know it's it's completely different mm-hmm. yeah. so uh and then you know a dog's purpose as i said it's about a dog that reincarnates so it's not just one dog there were a lot of dogs and that was just delightful to be able to, i mean i know i'm i figured that i was supposed to be talking to the producer and i was supposed to be talking to the director and i was supposed to be uh, talking to the actors, and instead I was just playing with the dog. And I just would r- roll around. There's this little uh, little corgi that I just fell in love with and really wanted to keep. I mean, this this one guy, he was so funny. Anyway, so that's that's uh, it, that's what it was like. It was just it was so fun for me. You just can't believe it. Hmm. Now, I'm looking at some of your books here: uh, A Dog's Purpose, A Dog's Journey, uh, The Dogs of Christmas, A Dog's purpose box set well that's it <laughs> the dog master uh how many cats do you have <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i kind of have become the dog book guy i even have a mystery series uh with a repo man in it uh and there's a dog on the cover because the because he owns a dog uh i don't think my publisher thinks anybody will buy a book from me if there's not a dog on the cover. <laughs> but, the, but the truth of the matter is uh i don't mind the that a dog's purpose turned me into the dog book guy because, you know, a lot of times a writer will hit on a character and then uh, for better or for worse, they're stuck with it. Uh, uh, Michael Connelly uh, is stuck with Harry Bosch as his detective and Harry Bosch is kind of a, uh, is kind of a glum fellow. He doesn't have much of a sense of humor. He kind of goes through life and and a lot of bad stuff happens to him because he's a detective, but uh, I'm not. I'm stuck with the most joyous, happy creatures on the planet. I am stuck with optimism, and I'm stuck with joy. 
why would I be bothered by that? Right. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I write dog books. I write dog books. I did not know uh, when I was an English major in college. I figured I would be writing, you know, classic literature and and probably smoke a pipe and have, you know, a jacket with elbow patches. <laughs> Instead, I'm out here in California. I'm wearing a T-shirt and I write dog books. But okay. I am. I. If you think I'm complaining, I certainly am not. I love. I love the ride that I've been on with a dog's purpose. Yeah, yeah, and and I can tell you, you you really love dogs. What is your? Uh, do you have just one dog? What kind of dog do you have? Yeah, we live in a high rise, and it it just turns out uh, that house training in a house in in a high rise is something you don't want to do twice in your life. Uh, so Tucker is our little dog. He's 25 pounds of suspect DNA. Uh, he's obviously got terrier. He's got who knows what else is in there. Uh, he is descended from wolves, and yet he's terrified of, of plastic bags blowing in the wind. Uh, he he wants to. He thinks cats and squirrels are the same animal, and doesn't understand why sometimes they run away and sometimes they hit him in the face. <laughs> and so, uh, and he's never had a cat, so he doesn't know that uh, you, you you don't want to mess with cats. <laughs> That's uh, that's because of that story. I told uh, this woman, she liked it so much she married me. I told Catherine the story of this this dog who reincarnates that became a dog's purpose. And she turned to me when it was over and she said, you have to write that as a book. That should be your next book. Hmm. Jeez. It's, it, it's funny how things just develop, you know. I mean, it, it's telling a simple story like that and, and then it develops into a, a novel and a movie and everything else. Well, I'll tell you something that was that was very odd for me because this is my craft. This is what I do for a living. I write, and when I'm writing, I will very often reach a dead end. I'm like a mouse in a maze. I, re I reach a dead end, and I have to go back to when the book made sense and start over and keep going forward that way. But a dog's purpose was not that way. A dog's purpose came to me as if it was downloaded into my brain. Hmm. A dog's purpose was suddenly there in its entirety and i was able to tell this story as if i was reading an audiobook and i talked for more than an hour laying out the story of this dog and laying out the characters the human characters that this dog would encounter and laying out the life and when i was done i even said pretty much word for word the final paragraph of the book and uh that has never happened to me before or since. I do not understand why it was I was gifted this story, uh, but it did feel like that. It did feel like someone else had written this story and put it in my head. And uh, and I'm grateful for it, and it changed my life, but it also, I think, from what I have heard, especially people who have lost a dog and are like my, my uh, girlfriend, uh, was they're grieving the loss of a dog and they're not sure they could ever face that again. This, uh, this book helps them. And, uh, so they're, that's, that is the purpose of a dog's purpose. I think. Your brain needs support and new Ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you've been on the set, you said you were on the set of A Dog's Purpose. And, uh, I mean, it's got quite a cast. Uh, Dennis Quaid is in there. And uh, I was surprised to see even Peggy Lipton is going to be in it. Peggy Lipton plays the character that Britt Robertson plays as a child. Uh, well, Britt, Britt is 22 years old, but she's, she can play as young as you want her to. She's, she's, and she's a magnificent actor. Uh, and uh, Peggy Lipton and the, the, the way that they put the identical sort of hair color and, and I don't know how they did it, but when you look at Peggy Lipton and you look at Britt Robertson, you totally believe that Peggy Lipton is just an older version of Britt Robertson. Hmm. And that was fun. That yep. was really fun. And I even think they did the same kind of job with with uh, the, the three actors who play Ethan. I think that was really fun watching they strung that together. Uh, to wind up with Dennis Quaid, he plays Ethan as, as a, I'm not going to say an old man, <laughs> Ethan as a mature man, and uh, does a great job. Gosh, it's the... This actor, Dennis Quaid, he has been doing so many things for so long that he just hit his numbers without effort, and yet it, it is so moving. There, there were so many times where I found myself choking up over his portrayal of this man because we know the backstory of this of this uh, mature man as he's going through his daily routine, and we're seeing that, and we're, we know. We know who he really is inside. It's, it's really a beautiful moment. Hmm. Now, I, I just want to make sure the Peggy Lipton I'm talking about was from the Mod Squad, correct? She was on the Mod okay. Squad, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I think every every boy in junior high school had a crush on Peggy Lipton. Oh, yes. She was in the Mod Squad. Yep, yep. Jeez. And, and Dennis Quaid is such a tremendous actor anyways. I mean... Yeah, he's, and, and it really he really brings it for this movie. I, I promise you, your listeners are going to love A Dog's Purpose, the movie. And you know, I I would hope though I would I would urge them to consider doing the book before movie thing. That's this big you know campaign now where where uh, if you read the book, there are so many things about this story that are in the book that will give you insight and into what's going on on the screen. You don't have to see uh, the movie. You don't have to read the book in order to see the movie and enjoy it. But I would think you, you would really like it if you read the book. Well, one thing I find is that when you read a book, your mind makes, you come up with the image, as, you know, as opposed to what the director is putting out on the film. And, you know, sometimes the, it, your imagination can do so much more, and it, it's just so fun to read a book as, as opposed to, uh, you know, just just seeing the movie. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I think that, uh, but I'll, I'll say something that, you know, reading is necessarily a solitary act, and it, and you just put your finger on why. Even if someone is reading aloud to you, you are still experiencing the scenes in your own mind. Mm-hmm. And you're interpreting them your own way. When on January 27th, audiences go to see A Dog's Purpose, when there's an entire family sitting there watching the movie, it it really 
it really profoundly moves me to suppose that they're all experiencing a dog's purpose together at the same time. And it, it will be a family experience. Mm-hmm. This is a family movie. It's a movie that you can take your grandmother to and take your grandson to. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to, I'll, I'll probably see the movie Oh, a few hundred times. Because <laughs> I, I really like standing there and, and watching people react to what they're seeing on screen. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. It must be just so so nice to see the reaction of people. Or hopefully it's nice. I mean, hopefully they're not going to throw you out. Or <laughs> but, you know, just to see what the, the reaction of the people, you know, did, did they get what you were trying to, to project in your story? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. And, and I'll tell you, when we were on the set of A Dog's Purpose, something that really uh, profoundly struck me was uh, as we were driving up in the transport van to uh, this big place that we were doing, this this scene that takes place at a like a burger joint kind of place. And there were all these people. Uh, there were, you know, you've got, you've got the production crew, you've got the gaffers, you've, you've got the grips, you've got the uh, electricians you've got everybody there and uh all those people were there because of this idea that i had for a dog story uh, a few years ago and they all had jobs and they were all working and they were all uh experiencing the magic of movie making when it when it clicks it can be a really really fun experience especially Mm -hmm. on set yeah and they were that's why yeah when you uh wrote uh, eight simple rules now were you on the set for that one too i was yeah i was on there i was in fact i was there when we shot the pilot and that was fantastic uh john uh ritter came out at one point and the audience had already been seated and uh they burst into applause and john looked up with this look of wonder on his face as if to say what for me i'm nobody i mean this this man was a real he was a real gentle soul and uh, he's sorely missed because he was, mm-hmm. he was just a, the sweetest guy. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, can't tell you uh, enough good things about John Ritter, but yeah, so I was there on the, on the pilot and then I did join, uh, I, I did write uh, on the show in the third season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruce, everybody should go out before the movie comes out and get a dog's purpose and, uh, you know, read it and get ready for the movie have a good time watching that with the family but i'd like to finish up with two final questions all right taking us away from your writing and your your movies and your books and everything else you know your tv shows when you sit back and relax what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past and what's your favorite movies now and of the past huh well, I, I love the idea that you think that I sit down and relax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I say that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the last time I did that. Uh, I think that uh, – so I usually I usually stand in the kitchen and do the dishes and watch something, and that's when I watch TV. Okay, so so here we go. I, I, I'm sort of addicted to The Walking Dead. I'm watching Westworld. I think uh, Homeland is the best show that's ever been on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the past I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a baby boomer. I watched all the stuff that the baby boomers watched. Uh, and I don't even know, you know, television has gotten so sophisticated, uh, now that I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I can tell you that, uh, any of those shows would hold up today. 
mm-hmm. with the exception of, and this was in reruns. You know, I didn't watch this when it was in prime time, but the Dick, Dick Van Dyke show, I have to say, oh, yeah. what a, you know, Carl Reiner and Dick Van Dyke, what a perfect combination of talent mm-hmm. to, to make a show like that. Uh, utterly, utterly perfect TV making. Yeah, Kyle was on the show here comes- one time. Oh, he's fantastic. He's a big fan of Catherine Michon, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan. Uh, the, so, movies. Uh, this is uh, easy for me to tell you my favorite movie, which, I, which is Inception. Um, I still think it's, I still watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's a brilliant film, and I, I still find it exciting. I also watch uh, The Fugitive. <laughs> It's an older movie, but I still really enjoy that one, so I mm-hmm. put that on every once in a while. I watch Band of Brothers probably once a year. That's not really a movie; it's a miniseries, but still, right, that's yeah. sort of my that's sort of my favorite. And I don't know, uh, you know, I watch so many movies. I don't know that I could single one out that's really current and say, "Oh, that's my that's my current favorite." I don't I don't think I've got one that is like like real recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Got any books that you're working on that you can give us a hint about? Oh yeah, I've got a dog called I mean, a dog. <laughs> I've got a book, a novel coming out in May called "A Dog's Way Home," and it's the story of a dog that is banished due to breed-specific legislation. He's he's forced to leave his house uh, and his family and taken far away, and then he decides he's he's not having that, and so. And sorry, it's a girl dog. So she decides she's not having that, and she makes her way back home through the Colorado Rockies. And it takes her a long time. It's a, and it's an adventure story, oh. and it's uh, I'm so proud of it. And it's written from a dog's point of view, just like a dog's purpose and a dog's journey. Uh, so uh, the, the three books then will be the three books that I have that are written from a dog's point of view. It's uh, dog's purpose. The second book in the dog's purpose series is a dog's journey. And then in May, a dog's way home. Well, sounds great. Yeah, it's great. I am I am uh, really excited for this book. I know people are going to love it. It's a it's a great book. And uh, and then you know I'm still out here in L.A. I still go on meetings for television and still go on meetings for screenplays. And I'm I'm kind of hoping we'll make the sequel to a dog's journey. Or sorry, a dog's purpose, which is a dog's journey that that movie will get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there certainly is. There's certainly healthy interest in doing that. So that's kind of the plan. Great. Jeez. Well, Bruce, I thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, and I wish you luck with the dog's purpose. And uh, everybody should, like you said, get the book and also go see the movie. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. A big thank you going out to W. Bruce Cameron for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Talk about his books. So many books. He's got, you know, all kinds. I mean, (laughs) the list just goes on and on. And uh, there are a lot of good books there. Be sure to check out his books and his uh, TV show that he uh, wrote, of course. They made a TV show out of eight simple rules that he wrote. And uh, also his upcoming movie that uh, was a book that he first wrote called A Dog's Purpose. A lot of fun. Check it out. And that's it. Uh, Looks like we are all getting ready for the Christmas season. 
and getting your presence and everything else. And we do have another guest coming up next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready for that, and uh, we'll see what uh, comes your way. We also, first guest of 2017, which is about a month away or so, a little less, but uh, it's going to be Loretta Switz from MASH. She's going to be joining us, so it's going to be a fun one, too. A lot of good things coming our way right here on On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to tell a friend. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. Be sure to uh, check us out on iTunes. Leave a, re- leave a review. And, of course, go to onscreenandbeyond.com, and you can find over 400 episodes of On Screen and Beyond, over 435 exactly, really, uh, 436. And we've got so many guests. They're great people, a lot of good stories. Hope you'll enjoy them. You know, you're going to be having a holiday coming up, and you, if you're just going to be walking around or uh, working out in the gym or just laying around, whatever, give a listen to On Screen and Beyond. Tell a friend about it, and I'll uh, hear these people who have some great stories to tell. That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.